Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, December 27th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, the Rangers signed Nathan Eovaldi, and we're going to talk about it. That's it. That's the whole preview. We're going to talk about it. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, giving you news and updates on the Texas Rangers. We are the boys. My name is Kevin Frazier, a.k.a. YBK, you boy Kev. You want to find me out on the social media world, you can find me at Kevin Lee Frazier, and that is for Twitter and for Instagram. Uh, Joining me is my co-host, a man who is going after the record for eating more cookies on on Christmas than Santa Claus, Uh, the man with a beard who is probably more famous than most people. Uh, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. Uh, buddy, how you doing? Where can they find you on socials? Um, well, I'm doing pretty good. I I want to dispute the, the idea that I might be famous, more famous than most people. <laughs> I don't know if that would be true. Um, Your beard maybe might be. Maybe in certain circles, I might be somewhat relatively half-famous. Half but probably not more than most people. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, we can change that if you, you know, go to my oh. Twitter page and at mm. uh, Manimal Bull, give me a like on there, a follow. Same with uh, Instagram, at Manimal 300. I also am uh, on the TikTok, at, Ma- at Bull Pro. And... If you're a Facebook kind of person, yeah, I find myself being a Facebook kind of person. <laughs> you can find me there at Bull Pro, and uh, you know that's that's enough social media talk today. The Rangers did something we were going to talk about relief pitching today, but that's mm-hmm. that's not what we're going to talk about today, are we? No, it's not. Actually, the Rangers. From uh, from all the reports, have made another major. I kind of say major roster move no, uh, so. in the area. Yeah, in the area of pitching, and it totally throws off our entire uh, our entire series on the rotation. Maybe what we need to do is do stuff like this all the time, and then the Rangers will go make a great signing and ruin our show all the time. Yeah, I mean, make, you want make a habit of it. You want to do another show on left field next week? <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Yeah, why not? Uh, but um, but uh, so if you mind me making the break in the news here, Nathan Eovaldi signs with the Texas Rangers, starting pitcher, uh, previously with the Boston Red Sox. What were the terms or details of the contract? Um, I saw the two thirty-four, which is about you know about scale of what I thought he'd get paid there's a third year and I I wasn't paying that close of attention third year probably (laughs) same money but if he pitches well through those first two years there won't be a third year anyways because it'll be a option for both or whatever so uh um but I'd have to double check that I don't know that that's a hundred percent it just happened right before we came on here but I was kind of looking at his stats more than the contract but I think I saw two for thirty-four with the third with the third mutual. 
All right. Well, let's let's talk about this. Uh, we've been talking. We were talking off the air, and I'm like, why don't we just start the show? A little different show today. Uh, not a whole. We're not going to take a whole lot of format today because I really feel like it's better we kind of talk about the domino effect uh, that this is going to have. Talk about let's talk about the signing, but then just kind of the domino effect it's going to have on the on the farm system, on the young pitching in the farm system, on the, the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, the rotation, the bullpen. Uh, all of a sudden, we find the Rangers having um, a pretty deep uh, starting pitching uh, room. And where do we think – where do you think, uh, Bull? You said right off uh, – Eovaldi, where do you think he fits? But go ahead. You've said from the very beginning, right, that it's 100% about – looking like you're trying yep i agree i'll buy in if you're trying if you're trying to to put a winner on the team if you're trying to make this thing a winner i'll buy in Mm -hmm. and all we've seen the last two winners from the texas rangers is and really i mean 2021 they didn't do anything because, I mean, 2021 was a good... I mean, it was going to be 100 losses for sure. 2020, they tried to do a little something. It completely backfired. So out yeah. of really, you know, the last couple of years, we've seen them try to do things. But these last two years have been, like, special. I mean, we're, when we're talking now, somewhere around, you know, 100 and, or 790. Eight hundred thousand, eight hundred million dollars spent on this team trying to make it a winner in these last a couple of years. So I mean, you know, when you say, "Hey, are is your team at least trying to put a winner on the field?" I mean, we have to admit between Simeon, Seager, Gray, Degrom, Heaney, Eovaldi, they are trying to put a winner on the field last year everybody said oh they're not getting any starting pitching they're not getting any starting pitching well maybe i mean like not that they didn't like some of the guys on the starting pitching uh market last year but maybe they were waiting because they thought that having that core up the middle to some like Simeon and Seager and then getting to see Tavares develop a little bit because he's going to get another full year in center field and see if that up the middle core is, is really something that that's special. And I think that it is. And I think that they thought that from the get go signing those two guys. And, you know, that was important, more important last year when they were available than getting pitching last year, even though they did get a solid pitcher, he just wasn't, what everybody thought like they needed in the ace. And now they went and got the ace. They've got Martin Perez back after a a reinvention and a rejuvenation. They've got John Gray in there who we saw and said, looked like he was a two, possibly a three at times last year. Then you add Andrew Heaney, who's definitely for a back end of the rotation guy who now you're looking at is probably your fifth starter. That's the best fifth starter in baseball, maybe. You know, I mean, you know, not 100%, but I mean, it really is one of the best fifth starters in baseball. And there's no doubt that it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, closer to uh, he's closer to a three than he is a five. And then, I mean, so that adds, you it moves Gray to four, Perez to three, Evaldi at your two-hole, 
Um, I mean, that's kind of where I think he fits in. Maybe Perez starts before him in the rotation because of being a ranger a little bit longer. Uh, I don't know. We'll just see where we'll just see where uh, Bochi goes and decides. You know, we'll see what he decides he wants from the two, three, four, five. I mean, because really, all those guys could be either one of those, you know, I mean, like any of those, like, I mean, if, if it went, if it went Perez, Gray, Heaney, Evaldi, I wouldn't be shocked. Maybe just in order of guys being a Ranger after DeGrom, who knows? So, uh, but, but there's an actual rotation in Texas and, you know, I mean, when you're kicking Odorizzi to the bullpen, it's not, uh, it's not like you're, you know, that's a guy that made 22 starts in the big leagues last year. So. I, I mean, like Here's here's the here's the thing that is um, the most notable part of this this conversation is you know the excitement in your voice and I mean I know that that sounds a little bit uh, I don't really care how it sounds I mean the excitement factor is I think what what you opened up the opened up you know your I would call that a, almost a almost a, a eulogy or something not a eulogy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> your your mon your your speech. Oh, yeah, a monologue, yeah, I mean, right? Your monologue because the reality is is that you know Texas Rangers fans, myself included, are excited. And you know, I told you, I told you last year that look, I'm not asking for you to be the highest payroll team in the league. I'm not asking to spend frivolously. I'm not asking to make stupid make moves just to make moves. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying exactly what you just said. I want to see them making an F that really aren't just talking about winning, but they're trying to win. And I'm going to give a hot take. All right. Everybody get their, get their, get, get, yeah, hot take coming right here. I believe the reason starting pitching all of a sudden is coming to Texas at every level from, from, top of the line, big time free agent signings to the middle, to, to, uh, to the back of the rotation. I believe it's what happened in the front office. Uh, and I, th- I believe 100% has everything to do with the direction that the organization is going in terms of not only its commitment to winning in terms of how it spends its money, but also its turn, its commitment to winning in terms of the culture that it's trying to build and again, I, I look. This is if we could turn this into a, um, into a Chris Woodward, uh, you know, hater show if we wanted to, because neither one of us are big fans. But that I'm trying to make here is not how bad Woodward is. It's more about how good the 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 stat, good the front office has turned out to be in a short amount of time. And I think these guys want to play for guys like Bochi. And they want to be a part of this coaching staff, Part want to play for guys like Maddox. And so, again, I think it's part of the draw is not just the, the money they're spending, but it's the, the, the culture that they're putting around it that's showing not just us as fans, but showing the league in general that, hey, they're serious about winning. What happens from here going forward, no one really knows until we get out there and do it. But for me, I can get behind this and get Nerd. excited about it. Because yep. they're trying. They're making an effort. They're not just talking about winning and signing one guy. They are literally going all in in every area. And they're doing it, and again, just to go on my own monologue here, but they're doing it in the areas 
that they need to do it the most to show us that we really do want to win. So well, super excited about the, this stuff, man. That's Couldn't the be more excited. People in Texas have complained and complained and complained about, and they've always talked about it for as long as I've been here, that the Rangers never have any pitching. They never have sustained pitching. Even when they were winning in the 90s, they were winning in the 90s with Ken Hill and Roger Pavlik and uh, John Burkett and, uh, you know, Todd Stottlemyre. I mean, there were guys in here that – not to say that those guys weren't good pitchers, but they they didn't have ace – I mean, Kenny Rogers, guys like that that weren't really ace-ace guys, but they were, you know, good enough pitchers. But, every, you know, it was always they never had enough pitching because at the bottom half of that rotation, it'd be like – a Bohannon and, and oh, you know, oh, okay. I mean, Rick, a bunch of guys, we Roger a bunch Pat, of guys, like, yeah, yeah. Like those guys were good compared to you know some of these dudes that were throwing in the bottom half of these rotations. And guys, you probably we never talk about names, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably go back and look at the, at the names. I mean, you'd be like, oh my god, how did they even win 78 games that year? How did they, you know, yep. um, but and, and even in 2000. 10, 11 when they were winning. I mean, sure, they brought Cliff Lee here, but he was only here for a half a season and a, a playoff run. And, I mean, they won the next year with Lewis and and CJ. And, uh, you know, I mean, they didn't add Darvish until after. Harrison. I think they had Harrison. Harrison and, yeah. Uh, uh, Derek, you know, uh, Derek Holland was part of that squad. Yeah. yeah I mean, I you're mean, not talking about – Special. None of these guys did anything. Okay, no, like let's just nobody did. None of these guys did anything outside of those years that they were with the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, some of them hung around the league for a long time, and that's you know good on them. But they were hanging around the league on what they had done with the Rangers in a short <laughs> amount of time. Well, so. hey, let's 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 do the oh oh one more quick one more quick thing I heard today. The Rangers are the third highest spending team over the last two years behind the Mets and I want to say maybe the Dodgers, but okay. I know they're third. So well, they're, that, this, they added another signing today, so that'll move them up towards that yeah. upper echelon some more. Uh, you know, with, with the signing of Vivaldi, there's got to be a guy that gets – Cut off the forty-man roster. Mm. Are we home? Oh, you know, as much as we want it to be Brad Miller, it's not going to be. Please, he's going to be on the team next year, or at least for a while. He's going to be on the team next year. Um, I think uh, it might be, uh, maybe Josh Spores. Mm. maybe John King. They're kind of older bullpen guys that, you know, neither one of them had very much success at the big league level. They kind of just worked their way back between or at triple A in the big leagues and don't really do very well when they're here. So I don't know. I don't know that they're, I mean, I don't think they're either one of them are bad. I just think that if there's going to be a guy that, that uh, that that gets cut off there. I think it's going to be one of those two guys. My third. Yeah, we, maybe. You know who we want it. We know who we want it to be. 
but we most likely, like you said, it's not going to be Brad Miller. But of course, we we are not making any bones about the fact that we wish it was Brad Miller. Yeah, um, and, and I don't think it'll be a. I don't think it'll be any of the position, uh, any of those guys. I don't think it'll be anybody off the position list. I think all those guys are going to. They're all going to be on the team. So yeah. let's let's jump into let's jump into Eovaldi for a second. Absolutely. I have some questions that I know that you can answer for me. Question number one is what did the Rangers give up uh, to get him? I know there's a compensation that uh, yeah. comes with signing a guy that has an offer, which you told me off air. So what yeah. did they give up? Guys, uh, I guess it's probably going to be their third round draft pick next nice. year. So, mm. I mean, don't expect them to be able to maneuver. Around. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'll just let's see why cook at the draft next year and see yep. what he comes up with. I'm not going right. to, I'm not going to say one way or the other, whether I think that CY is going to um, end up with two first round talents again in the draft. I don't know. I don't think that'll be the case, but you never know. Maybe he'll be able to talk to one of those high school kids. It's a hard commit that didn't get drafted because they were a hard commit in the fourth round into Texas because of, four million dollars and and take a guy that's would have been middle slot and they got a little extra money who knows let him let the man cook let him, yeah. let, let him see what he comes up with i mean um but Evaldi, he's a uh you know he's a fastball slider cutter change up he throws a bunch of pitches he throws what two different fastball three different fastballs a slider change up so he throws a bunch of pitches and he throws them all at least 10 percent i mean he throws a 12 percent slider 10 12 10 curve so he's i mean he's he's keeping batters off balance and he's a guy that's uh you know uh, fan graphs hasn't projected out you know you were talking about baseball uh reference <laughs> they've got him at 28 starts and 158 innings pitched and i kind of think you know, yeah. the same thing that I was saying yesterday about Heaney, that if he throws 26 games or whatever they had him predicted, that he's going to throw more than 140 innings. Same with Evaldi. I think he's if, if he's going to get – I mean, if he's going to start 28 games, I bet he gets more than 158 because, I mean, Maddox will let him work. Maddox will let guys that, you know, can throw 100, 110 pitches, throw 110 pitches and – and see if they can't get a sixth inning and save the bullpen that night, uh, you know, get that guy a quality start. Yeah, but, I mean, these are the guys you, you believe it can. These are all veterans that you just can't not – you can't not trust these guys because they've earned the right to be tra- – I think the Rangers, I want to say just – if I were to just go with a kind of a theme that I'm recognizing um, with all of the pitching, including DeGrom, um, is every one of them is a, has an element of risk to it. And, of course, of course, starting pitching is probably one of the more inconsistent, um, you know, positions in all of baseball just year to year. Uh, I mean, it's look at anybody's stats. Right, right. And, and again, I don't, I don't want to belabor that point, but I think they're, they're really gambling a lot on some of these players to have, you know, to be healthy – when maybe they haven't been 100% healthy. And again, that's not a knock. That's not a critique. That just, but it's not like they went and got one. 
You know, they've gotten yeah. like four. They've got yeah, like four yeah. guys. Well, you know? and, and and they've and, got and even their young guys are... are a risk. You know, the young guys are a risk. So and we've got guys that are yeah that are young and ready that are going to be guys that are going to be in the that are ready to be in the big leagues right now, uh, but they may be at Triple A. You know, I mean, because you're talking, you know, Glenn Otto, Dane Dunning, uh, Cole Raggins, Cole Wynn, all those guys are could be on a semi-regular back and forth. You know, if Heaney, of all the gray guys, do have stints on the DL, right? And I think that's it's. I don't think that's a bad thing if that happens. Mm-mm. I, I really don't like. I I think that's how I want to see our young guys learn is by getting them into situations where there's a little pressure, um, where we can really see kind of, uh, and again, you know, I'm a big fan of this, and just to see, you know, to see them with a little bit more on the line or with a little bit of uh, pressure, and, and I think that's a good thing. And again, I, w- I just wouldn't hate it if some of these guys, you know, ended up having to take a, a little, like you said, a little stint on the DL here and there, and it causes some of these other uh, of our top prospect or some of these guys that might get pushed to the bullpen, go out there and make a few spot starts. And, and maybe because of the influence of these veteran players, you know, as they're going along and getting developed finally um, under this coaching staff, you might, you might see something you like. You might see some of these guys turn a corner and, and keep a guy like Eovaldi or keep a guy – uh, like Odorizzi out of the rotation because they come in, they get the hot hand, and all of a sudden, you know, they've turned that corner, and it's like, well, you know, it's been real, guys. Uh, we enjoyed your time here in Texas, but look at we we've been developed. We know one of our farm guys like, panned out. So, you well, know, and that's what you're hoping for. You know, you're hoping yeah. for next year when Odorizzi or Heaney, you know, if they leave, you got that guy to fill that gap. Yep, I, I agree 100%. Something with the Valdi, the, I mean, 1.65 walks per nine last yeah. year. That's huge. That's like, that's, uh, the Rangers walked so many guys last year. So yeah. many. I mean, just way too many people. Way, I mean, a ridiculous amount of batters were walked by the Texas Rangers last year. Yeah, and I agree. Having a guy that comes in that's, Low walks. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be a big addition. I mean, and that's gonna be a a real a real nice addition having that. You know, he he gets barreled a little bit. You know, he, they're gonna hit the ball hard on him occasionally. Yeah. You know, but but his but, you know, his, I mean, his walk percentage. Listen, listen, and I'm sure you've looked at this, but four percent. Um. Over the last three years, yeah, walk percentage, and yeah. then league average is eight, so half mm-hmm. of the league league average. So he yeah, stays around the strike zone. Yeah, <laughs> and, man, and he throws what... strikes, man. In twenty twenty one, he threw two thousand strikes. <laughs> I mean, he threw twenty nine hundred pitches, and he threw two thousand strikes. So he's throwing more than fifty percent strikes, and that's what you got to have. I mean, you got to have a guy that's out there throwing strikes. He had eleven hundred and ninety strikes to. 540 he's over two to one strikes that's all you can ask for i mean throw two to one strikes because you get three strikes compared to four balls you'll never be in trouble if you throw two to one well but think about this too we just got through talking about how some of these younger pitchers need to be more around the strike zone and now you bring in a guy who 
and and then actually Haney Heaney as well. But you bring you're talking about two guys that stick. And, and again, I'm talking about Heaney really more, Haney Heaney from last year more than anything. But Ivaldi, both of these guys stay around the strike zone and challenge hitters. Mm-hmm. And so it's like setting a precedent. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like a it's almost like these are they're gonna model, you know the they're gonna model what, you know, what what the coaching staff wants to see from these guys. They're they're the guys that are gonna be what the what the Rangers actually want to see from their young pitching. So I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and they've got so many guys that need to learn how to work in that strike zone, and I think that Navaldi's just another guy, another line of guys you know when you when you think about the guys that they've brought in i mean there's got the guys they brought in throw strikes yeah degrom heaney and ovaldi they all throw strikes yep that was the number one goal was to get guys in here that threw strikes and anyway that's pretty i mean a pretty exciting rotation considering we were pretty excited about what we had and our prospects were yesterday after talking about the six guys that we had then, and to now add one more guy that's kind of, you know, top of the rotation type of guy, and you know, just another one of those, you know, middle, middle top guys that they've got. I mean, because him, Martin Perez, John Gray, and and Andrew Heaney all kind of grayed out at this same type of pitcher, and they're going to have, you know people in the way waiting in the wings to to pitch here and and things are feeling pretty good as of right now i mean if if you ask me i I feel good about what the rangers have and where the rangers are well we and i I, maybe we can we can kind of close with this idea and that is the idea that you you talk to me a lot and again um you know i i i it took a little conditioning for me to understand it but it's starting to make more sense now but we talked a lot about like the timeline uh, that the Rangers are, are really trying to time things a, a certain way so that everything kind of comes together nicely. And I noticed that with the pitching that they're signing, you know, aside from DeGrom, you're seeing veteran pitchers on two, you know, two, three-year deals, um, one-year deal if you count Perez. Like all these guys are veteran pitchers that are on fairly short contracts that are high, high um, – high return, like high ROI, low risk mm-hmm. signings, but they also aren't guys that you've got to be, that you're going to have locked up no, for four or five years. Yeah. Just to Grom and, and five years really isn't. Oh, and darn, you know, we've got the by. best, yeah. the best pitcher in baseball locked up for five years. You know, if you get it one more, if you get another DeGrom out of any of these uh, guys in the bullpen, I mean, you're, you're, you're one in a million. I mean, do you know, yeah, I think, and then you know, with the idea that you know someday you're you're or in four years you hope your line or your rotation looks like the that it's it's Jake Degrom, Jack Leiter, Kumar Rocker, Cole Wynn, and mm-hmm. Owen White. You know, I mean right. that's what you're hoping that you're you know that all four of those guys kind of pan out, and probably all four won't pan out, pan out, but they they may. Right. And then you've got. Brock Porter in the wings and you've got, yeah. you know, Dane Acker and Mitch Bratt and these guys that are kind of down at a ball right now. And you just have reinforcement after reinforcement. And as guys get mm-hmm. closer to their six and seven years and they start hitting free agency and you run out of arbitration years, 
you know, and they leave and you've, then you've got the next guy that comes up and takes their place and you plug them in and you continue being a franchise. And if you don't have anybody ready, you go out and sign a, a free agent for, you know, a one year with the option for a second year. And, and, you know, that kind of seems like how the, the way of baseball is going right now. And, you know, if you can get guys in for a year here, a year there, and, and then continue to build your own stuff and, and really develop pitchers well, you know, I mean, that's how you continue to be successful for a lot of years. Well, and, and I know as much as there are, you know, uh, I-35 or I-45 rivals uh, down, down, down south that you want to look like Houston right now. You know, yeah, you want to have a, a five, a starting five home. You want to be able to let Justin Verlander leave and still be comfortable <laughs> that you have one of the better rotations in baseball. Exactly that, and that's what that's what I know. I know you and I both are. And in, and in seven years after after Degrom is you know on his after his second two year with the Rangers, mm-hmm. he's ready to move on. You feel okay with letting him go because you you know you watched him win here and you know right. you know it's similar to Verlander where he can go get some more money somewhere else back up there in New York where they can't wait to spend all that money. yes yes well hey what an exciting episode lots of just really just a lot of optimism right now with the rangers keeping our fingers crossed for healthy spring training uh and again i i I can't say that i think they're done uh i don't want to believe that they're done i think you know the move allows them to move some young pitching too if they have to if they need to be they really feel like they want a left fielder they can move some yeah. pitching now, you know, I mean, not that they're going to move a ton and don't expect it to be any of those top guys from the, that top 10, but, you know, like we said, Vanasco, maybe some of those guys down lower, but we'll, well see. And, I and, mean, and, 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 you know, I'll, I'll kind of foreshadow probably, you know, we're going to get into bullpen uh, on our next show for sure and talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. I think this is going to affect the bullpen. I also think, you know, once we finish our bullpen series, like and finish out kind of projections for the major league roster, I think now that the the dust has settled a little bit, it'll also do us well to talk about these rotations down in the farm system and 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 how potent these rotations are going to be, uh, and and the fact that a lot of these young guys now are going to be able to get innings uh, no matter where they're at, and and that's going to help with development. Uh, so really yeah, exciting stuff coming. Talk up. about what may end up being the rotation in Round Rock and um, Frisco. Uh, I know you were talking about the idea that you may not be in Florida very much longer. Right. But Definitely. you know, it may be worth some trips down I thirty five to see Round Rock play. It might be worth some trips up one twenty one. Well, no, no one, no, no one knows, but no one knows. But the, the main decision maker for us relocating from Florida to Texas was really so we could get closer to the Rangers and their farm system. Yeah, uh, for I this podcast, that was the real reason. I uh, don't tell my wife that, but uh, the real reason, so I could get an eye on some of these prospects and get out to more Texas Ranger games. That has nothing so, to do with anything else. Hundred <laughs> percent. So. Well, hey, boy, you got anything you want to say to the people before we uh, before we cut on out of here? We were going to talk about bullpen today. It didn't happen. That's okay. 
It's okay. We'll we'll talk bullpen tomorrow. No, 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 not tomorrow. We won't be here tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. We take Wednesday off. We'll be back Thursday. We'll take Thursday and Friday to talk about the bullpen because I imagine we can get two shows out of it. And if we don't, we can do a special Friday something else show. Yeah, well, I think we've got plenty to talk about and plenty to be excited about. Um, And uh, again, just to thank everybody for listening. Uh, This is your daily Daily, not not weekly, not bi-weekly, not when we feel like it. Monthly. This is your, this, yes, this is your daily Texas Rangers podcast where we are cramming much content in a short amount of time. It's possible because your time is valuable. And that is what our goal is here because we love the Rangers and we love baseball yep. and we love to hear ourselves talk. So Big, big um, shout out to all the people who have listened in the past couple of days. It's really uh... – it's really yeah. made us feel good about uh, getting caught up during the Christmas holiday. Uh, well, there's no Rangers talk going on, you know. Yeah. got to get their people. Gotta get got their to Rangers get their Rangers. Yeah. So we, we're 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 happy to supply, and uh, you know, just uh, again, just a big shout out to all of our listeners. Just like uh, Bull said, and this is the end of the show. And this is Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys signing out.